Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Going in Circles Big Monday show. My name is Charles Simon. I'm the host of the Going in Circles podcast network. My friend and compatriot, Mr. Barry Spears, will be with us in just a minute. If you listen in the background, you can hear the rain, which has been coming down pretty much all day. Um, it's a big part of this year's Saratoga story, and it's not a positive one. We will talk about that and a whole bunch more coming back at you in just a minute. Hey, if you haven't done it already, it's time for you to sign up for the Going in Circles Digest. Go to www.goingincirclesdigest.substack.com and click on the link to subscribe for free for the latest in stakes previews and stories and all kinds of other assorted nonsense. And I even put up some cool videos every once in a while for... uh, Historic purposes. Anyways, check it out. Going in circles, digest.substack.com. It's free. It should be for you. Hey there, Mr. Spears. Hey there, Mr. Simon. It's, uh, it's always uh, a pleasure to speak with you. Always, always. How was... Uh... How's things down there in Florida? Uh, you want the good news or the bad news? We'll take the good news first. All right. Good news is it's still hot here. Okay. <laughs> bad news is my wife got a new job and I can't come <laughs> to Saratoga because my daughter's going back to school. She can't get the day off and I got to cancel. Oh, no. That's not yeah. News. That's terrible news. I know. I was trying to bring some sunshine to, to Saratoga. Man, there's going to be a lot of disappointed people up here. Oh, yeah. It's killing me. Just bring her. I, I wish I could. <laughs> but we might have to regroup for Plan B, which is Travers weekend. All right. There we go. So that's still in the works. That's good. That's good. Driver, driver's weekend would might might actually be better because uh, based upon the condition of the grass course, we don't even know if if the fourth if they're going to be, be running. Racing. I know. I was thinking the same thing. Just all the nonsense this weekend. It was just horrible, and now <clears throat> everything's kind of in limbo, <laughs> at least for a little while, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's it's easy to second guess um, decisions, but. Last Thursday, they ran a race, a New York bred race, during a rainstorm on the grass. It was the race where the, the Clarevich Chad Brown horse with Castellano riding for post 13, or was number 13, maybe post 12, went wire to wire. Yep. And then the very next day was the the stake, um, what was it, the Saratoga Oaks, which was run in, the, in a torrential downpour downpour and i mean those two races really did a lot of damage to the course i I think people sometimes misinterpret 
that when races are taken off the turf, it's not because it's dangerous to the horses. It, it's they're taken off the turf uh, un, un, under normal circumstances um, because you need to preserve the turf course. It's this isn't like Europe where they race two and three day meets. Uh, I mean, you're racing forty days here, and most days at least half of the races or more are, are held on the turf course though. There's two turf courses with different settings. There's only so much ground out there. And when you race on soft turf, it just naturally gets chopped up more. Um, and what's happened is that it, it, it got chopped up pretty bad, both after both those races and it never really has dried out because there hasn't been an extended period of, um, time where there hasn't been you know pretty significant rain even though uh, some of the time some of the rainstorms we've had haven't been long they've been strong and and that's that's one of the you know the issues is it's just not drying out and uh, the jocks were concerned yesterday uh sunday because of um they just weren't some of them felt that their horses just couldn't get a hold of the, the track at all and they were slipping a lot and um you know, that's why they, they took the races off the turf yesterday, the last three, uh, though, I, I don't think people were upset <laughs> with the fact they took the race off the turf. It was the timing as the horses were like literally walking to the gate to go in um, for the sixth race. Uh, I mean, we were sitting there and it was kind of shocking because. Generally, when you hear Frank Maramani say, you know, your attention, ladies and gentlemen, as the field is milling about getting ready to go in. Scratch. (laughs) Right. It's going to be a late scratch. Uh, We didn't realize that it was going to be a late scratch of the three turf races. Um, (laughs) And that just kind of set off chaos because people started tweeting like crazy. and, And at the track, the guys were saying, well, what does that do to our tickets? Um, are we live? Are we not live? Like, like, do we have it all? Do we have a post time favorite? Um, and it just kind of created this havoc. But um, you know that that was that was really a timing issue more than anything. But yeah, you know, it rained think... pretty hard this morning. Uh, it, it's kind of tapered <clears throat> off, and it's been kind of just some showers since. But it's still damp, and. Uh, even though Wednesday, Thursday into Friday are supposed to be dry, I don't think we'll see any turf racing till Saturday, right? Till Saturday. Even with the stake on the rescheduled stake Friday, I'm not even sure that will be run. I mean, after Saturday's debacle, and we, we don't need to explain it. If you haven't seen it, then, or you haven't heard about it, then you probably. <laughs> I don't know where you're listening from, but um, <laughs> maybe, maybe one of our, our listeners from uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, we do have one, but um, you know they they really don't need uh, another high profile injury. And, and the, I mean, let's say so those things are, are not things that can be mitigated. They really can't be prevented, regardless of what anyone tells you. No, but you have to do your best to try not to have them and i don't know that running a a stake that was postponed for a week 
on a course that no one else has run over um, is a really good idea. So I, I don't know what the plans are. And obviously we have to see what the weather is because, you know, up here, the weather can change. It can change uh, at the drop of a hat. So um, they really desperately need a four or five days or you know, better, but even better, a week. A week of, of good weather. Of yeah, dry no weather. Yeah. So, uh, and even that, I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine who's spent three years working at this track on, on the turf crew. Uh, he was texting me when they were running these races on the courses uh, and basically saying that he was uh, kind of appalled that, you know, he knew it was going to be bad. And and, uh, as it turns out, he was right. And, and that's unfortunate. And last year we had almost no rain this year. We've had almost no periods where there wasn't rain and, uh, you know, kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean that's the that's the state of affairs on the East Coast right now. <laughs> yeah, the all East Coast. Yeah, yeah. So even uh trainer from the Mid Atlantic sent me a, a text he got that uh Colonial will be off the turf on Thursday, or at least three of the races will be off the turf. And that rarely happens. I mean they got like seven paths in that track. So Yeah, it's it's really big. <laughs> yeah, so they're taking them off too, so um, it, it's you know it's the weather. You, you can't right. It's you can't do much. There's nothing, <laughs> about there's nothing that. you can do about it. And and yes, the the Del Mar versus Saratoga. Yeah, the Del Mar does have the advantage, and it literally doesn't rain at this time of year. So uh, definitely check mark Del Mar uh, for weather conditions. Um, but uh. Well, I guess we'll just have to soldier through. No Barry this weekend, mm. which kind of uh, dampens the mood. Sucks. But, you know, Breezy's got to go to school. Yeah, life happens. <clears throat> Amber's got to, <laughs> Amber Amber needed to get a, a new job. Yeah, she did. It, Otherwise, it, honestly, been, that's worth it in uh, itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? single dad with her in, in, in prison for murdering the guy she was working for. Right. Can't have that. Yeah, yeah. One day the sword might have been gone, and uh, there might have been a decapitated jerk. Yeah, I would, I would have been in panic mode. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the sword? Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I that, just... that was that was wild the other day um, when they canceled the uh, the turf racing <clears throat> because I, I it, they were really in a bad spot like all the way around because if they waited until after the race was run people would have been upset doing it before the race was run people were upset the best course of action in my opinion would have been to just back them out put another 10 minutes on the clock and uh have everybody redistribute their their funds to different bets or whatever but i mean it was it was i'm sure like everything happened really fast um but it's the the reaction on twitter is always wild because it's always an overreaction it's never it's never understated it's always overstated like i get it you know people were upset and they you know they kind of should be um but 
at the same time, at least the people that understood what was going on could understand what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are tough calls. Yeah. I, I don't envy the people who make them because in the end, it's going to cost them money one way or another. Um, but I mean, they needed to cancel the races that day. They probably shouldn't have run the first race on the turf. Uh, I, I was standing by where the horses go onto the track, um, watching the horses, you know, come, come out. Um, and as we were standing there, I think about, half the field had already made it out to the track. There was kind of a flash of light. And I turned and I didn't know if it was a photographer taking, using a flash or it was lightning. And the guy said to me, yeah, that was lightning. And it, you know how like when lightning strikes and you can almost feel it. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That, that's how it was. I was like, wow, man, these horses are on the track (laughs) and there's like lightning. There's nowhere to go. Um, And they just obviously, rushed them right to the gate and, and, and got the race off, which uh, I'll I'll uh, do a humble brag. Uh, I was smart enough to say that uh, I'm just going to box the Europeans in the exact <laughs> I mean, who could have any experience on a course as boggy as that one as European horses do? I mean, American horses never, ever, ever run on a course like that. Um, under those conditions so i mean it wasn't a, a great feat of handicapping it was just thinking well let me box the right right place zero. at the right time <laughs> and and the funny thing was the horses who were one two three four um were all horses that were either directly had come from europe or uh papillion is a horse that that raced in europe last year so I don't think it's a, a mystery, like why those horses uh, were able to to handle the conditions a little bit better, and that actually paid pretty good. It did, um, but um, yeah, that that was a tough race, and I was standing in the paddock for the next race, and I mean it was it started raining harder and harder and harder, and it was um, I was with Tom Law. And, I said, man, come on, man. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> it's raining. It's too hard. And, and we're like the tallest people out there. So, so we'll be like the lightning rods. If someone's going to hit by lightning, it's probably us. So let's, let's try to find some shelter. And, and it wasn't 10 seconds after we had actually left the paddock. Boom. And went underneath the, the awning there. Um, they came out and made the announcement that, uh, that they were going to, you know, cancel all the races. So, and at first, you know, my first thought was, uh, man, I can't believe they're not just going to cancel the Hall of Fame and run the other races on the on the track, which was sealed. But then when it, once I went out and looked, uh, it, it had standing water all over it. I mean, it, it looked it didn't look great, and and it would have probably taken more time to, to you know get that straightened out. And I mean, I, I think that was the right decision. It really was. The weather was really really shitty and. I mean, obviously, running the turf race would have been um, a big nightmare. Mistake. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, yesterday's deal with the there just was confusion. I mean, the incident with Clement's horses and and, and Grand Motion's horse was the fourth race, 
Um, and this didn't happen until uh, the sixth, a, right? a minute before the sixth race. Right. So you had a whole nother race go off and then almost another race. So you're talking close to an hour. And I don't know what the the mechanics for this were. I don't even know who actually makes the final call, whether it's the state steward, uh, the state steward in conjunction with um, Glenn Kozak, who's who's the, the the manager of the properties and and the the track man uh, with upper management with the racing secretary uh, with Frank Gabriel. I don't even know. I, I really don't even know who makes that final call. But um, apparently the jockeys had you know expressed concerns, and I don't you know like we don't have a timeline for this, but it just was um, it was it was not done in, in a in a in a manner that that was conducive to uh, good business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're still hearing about it now. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it looks from, you can look at a side eye and say, yeah, they were trying to rush that announcement to get it off before the race went off. Therefore, they can claim that they they don't have to make those races alls and you get the post time favorite because people knew before the race was off, which I guess technically is the rule. But I mean, in the spirit of the rule, letting people know less than 60 seconds before it's pretty hard to re adjust your handicapping at that point. Yeah. And get another bet in. I yeah. mean, there's, there's people that go straight to a teller. They don't even use the SAM machine. So, well, I mean, you've handicapped three races for the turf, so it isn't right. as though you instantly said, "Okay, I know who I'm." I'm uh, oh, it's officer. Okay, I'm going to bet a two, three, six in this race, and I mean, it just was that—that that was what a, the assumption was made. And then we had, you know, the the delayed announcement that all the races were essentially going to be alls, and I mean, that didn't really seem to 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 quell the natives either, but. No, at that nothing, point, nothing was gonna, nothing yeah. was gonna quell a bit. Yeah, yeah. At that point, it, it, it didn't matter what they did, unless they said we're gonna drop cash from from the roof, right? Um, or or give a full refund, right? Or give a, a full refund plus uh, plus two bucks, yeah, right? <laughs> plus a hundred, but it's it's uh. It was a rough week. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, the rough week up there, man, all the way around. It was between the weather, between the cancellations and the confusion and, and the horrific breakdown um, that just like literally couldn't have been a worse horse at a worse time. Uh, it really was was uh, was very confusing. And I mean. I'm pretty, uh, I don't know what the word would be, I guess stoic when these things happen because sadly enough I've seen it happen and it just never, it it just, it gets harder. It's harder than it ever was. And I think part of that is just a societal thing. I think Mm. part of it is that um, you have these flashbacks to the last time you saw something like that. I mean, 
I wrote a piece on Sunday. I just couldn't even get into reviewing the races or or handicapping the races. And you sent up video, and I, I didn't even I, I didn't even feel right putting it in because it was just um, no. You did the right thing. It, it I mean, was, it was a somber like event yeah. on Saturday. Like it, you know that that it just took the 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 wind out of everybody's sails collectively at that moment and you know it, it just it just dampened the whole day to be honest from that point going forward it was just like i don't even know if i really want to even play anymore today oh i i was standing right again right right by where they cross on onto the racetrack so um not far at all right you saw everything pretty I, much i actually had stopped watching the monitor to go over to see the horse gallop out and kind of caught the whole thing and it just seemed surreal and and i i just i couldn't even watch it i turned around and um and i walked back into the where we had a table and and i sat down by myself and and i want i was gonna leave and then i said to myself where, where am i gonna go you know, like you can't, you can't escape it. You can't just walk away right. from that. That's, 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 you know, you want to, you want to do something. You want to do something, but what can you do? You can't, you just, it's, you know, almost like you're just in, in, in shock. And the most eerie feeling in the world was how the grandstand and clubhouse, everyone, there was this, this and it was a huge crowd. Silent. There was a big crowd there. I know, like a lot of days, you know, you see the the attendance announced, and it's like, well, yeah, uh, they're counting every uh, every pass that was sold at Stewart's. That people are actually in in work or at school or somewhere, you know. They say there's twenty six thousand, and it feels like there's fifteen ten people. <laughs> but there was forty four thousand people there. That there was, I would guarantee you, there was damn close to forty four thousand because it was packed. I was there an hour before post time coming up um, through the backside in Oklahoma and, and people were parked way down the hill an hour before first post at 1130. So, I mean, that's usually how, how I tell how many people are actually there by the parking. But but the whole place just went silent. It was just a, a silent. I don't even know how long it was for because it was like everything slowed down and you're, it's slow motion. And I was about 30 yards away from where Gopher Juan went down at Belmont uh, at the rail of all places with my dad. We were freezing our ass off too. And that was, it was, it was similar in that it was like a surreal, like you couldn't believe it because there was this exhilarating stretch run and, and like, we were watching, I was with Troy and we were watching on TV and I had even convinced him to bet, except of course we couldn't bet because uh, the ADWs were down and I had no cash. Um, and a lot of other people were in line. The lines were a lot longer because the ADW was down than Ira bets. So there was a lot more people actually standing in line. But um, I said to him, I said, this Philly's just got, She's just faster. She's just better than these other horses. And I don't think they can beat her. I think she's just gonna gonna outrun them. 
and that's all there is to it. And and she was doing it, and it was like a display of her uh, innate talent. And all of a sudden, to go from that to it wasn't even like she she just pulled up, you know. I mean, right? You know, it wasn't. It, it was just like poof, like one bad step, and it was that was it. Yeah, and it was like um, it was just brutal, man. It was just brutal, and I mean, it was just kind of like I, I was in a fog for a little bit. And thankfully, I was at a table with like eight settings, and I was the only person there. I don't know where everyone else went to, but you know, I just tried to kind of like, you know, deal with it. And it was, it was, it was hard. I mean, that's the first time I've ever really felt like that because I've had my own horses get hurt, and I got to run out in the track. But you're doing something. You're doing something. You're you're going out and right. you're, you're trying to 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 grab the horse, and it's it's like you're dealing with. The emergency situation at hand and you just go into the, the horseman mode okay grab the horse where's the horse hurt is the jockey okay you know is is the horse trying to run off is is he calm you know uh, where, where's the ambulance where's where are the other horses is anybody else you know that that's that's what you you deal with when when you have a, a stricken horse like that uh, um or e- even if they're not even if they're just pulled up and, and you're not even sure if there's something wrong but to just be able to, um, you know, to just not know what to do. And that, that kind of was where I was at. And, and uh, I mean, I was there way back, way back when I phenomenon. Yeah. I, I, down on the I remember that day myself. It was yeah. such a weird day that day. Just looking back, it was really overcast. It was like, yeah, it was really strange. Yeah. And, and that happened and, and kind of in the same fashion, everybody in the grandstand went silent. It was it was really quiet when that horse went down. Yeah, he just disappeared. Yeah, and 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 I was on the I was sitting in the grandstand seats, kind of right at the top of the stretch, and um, yeah, it was, it was just it was, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was just so strange, and at that point, you know, I was little anyway, so I the, the whole thing with the horses you know, when they got hurt, kind of confused me as it was. Um, but it, it stuck with me, obviously. I mean, I, I could recollect that day like it was yesterday. And I, I know the people there on Saturday um, probably will have sort of the same thing. Um, and it just, it, it's just so hard to, to kind of relay the fact that this is something that happens in the sport it's and it, and you know you don't want to tell people it's not bad but it it's it's such such a bad place you know to be and to explain these things to people that don't normally see these kind of things um you know i i had a few people call me about it that aren't really horse people <clears throat> so they were kind of confused as to what happens what would happen how that kind of thing. And it's, it's hard to explain it. And it's hard to explain it now, <clears throat> given the context of like you were talking about before, how society's changed and things are viewed in a different light. Like when, when we saw it with a phenomenon back in the eighties, 
things didn't travel as fast. Like, you know, news didn't travel as fast. You know, there was no instant video, anything like that. Right. So, so it, it softened the blow once it, you know, hit newspapers and things like that. Now everything's instant and you can get, you know, things that happen like literally two minutes after it happens. And that was kind of the thing I was surprised about is that I didn't see much of anything on the mainstream media about that today. No. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing that, you know, they didn't catch hold of it and then blow it into, you know, all oh, horse racing needs to be stopped and all that kind of jazz. Um, but I guess other things were going on. It happened on Saturday, which kind of hit it too, because if it would have been on a Sunday, we definitely would have heard about it today. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I found that interesting that I didn't see anything, not a, not an article, not a, you know, news blurb or anything. No, it was, it was definitely um, not covered in the in the mainstream nearly as as badly as, as you would think something like that would be I, I don't really know why i mean it's summertime and i guess maybe there's a lot more stuff going on people were hating on the women's soccer girls <laughs> <laughs> who choked <laughs> um the you know the Tim Anderson for the White Sox got KO'd. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's yeah. a boat fight. I, 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 I saw that. The boat <laughs> fight yesterday. That was the greatest thing I've seen in so long, man. I, I've watched that video so many times. I, if you haven't seen it, it happened. Where did it happen? Montgomery? Montgomery, Alabama. Alabama yeah. Montgomery, Alabama. Just Google Doc Fight Montgomery, Alabama and just be prepared. Enjoy. For like <laughs> 10 minutes of just absolute chaos. <laughs> that no one looked like they really got hurt badly other than maybe the people got their heads slammed by the by the chair but um it, it was it was <laughs> it was a spectacle man it was I, a spectacle you I just, mean you just got to see it I, I, there's no way to describe it you just the have guy, to look at it the, the guy that jumped in the water and slammed <laughs> over the dock like he was aquaman, aquaman. then it was the guy <laughs> grabbed a plastic chair I, who has a chair on a dock right and it, the, the guy's got a chair in a dock and he's like wailing on people. And I mean, then the cops came and uh, it, it was, it was uh... <laughs> unbelievable, man. It, it was pretty good, man. That's uh, like I said, that, hey, that, they saved horse racing for they, a day. They saved that. They certainly, they certainly uh, cheered me up. I'm watching people get, get pummeled on a dock. And it seemed like there was a lot of drunk people involved as well. I think oh, most, yeah. people, most people who come in from a day on the pontoon boat and <laughs> the one, what were they calling the one guy? Lobster boy. Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I look like you had a little Just bit of a, all those, all those natty lights out there. Yeah, um, look like you had a little bit of a burn, but uh, yeah, he was yeah, Do yourself a favor. If you want a couple of laughs, uh, Google that dock fight. It was it was worth it's it. Something else, <laughs> but um, and you know the funny the irony of the, uh, the the baseball fight was it's thirty days to the day or thirty years to the day. Excuse me. Oh Nolan yeah, Ryan Nolan Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> Robin Ventura. 
He beat the brakes off of <laughs> Robin Ventura. I love that fight. It gets me every time. You know, it's funny. A guy on Twitter was saying yesterday, he said, Robin Ventura was one of the all-time great college baseball players. He's like fifth all-time in Major League Baseball and, and Grand Slam home runs. He's got like eight gold gloves. And the only thing he's remembered for is getting pummeled <laughs> by Nolan Ryan, who was about 15 years older than him, <laughs> after he hit him with the pitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, that video never gets old. <laughs> Nolan Ryan just beaning him right on the crown of his head. You know what the crazy thing was? He didn't get thrown out of the game. No, I know. They they let him stay in the pitch. It's wild. <laughs> He beans the guy intentionally and beats the crap out of the guy. <laughs> eh, he's all right. Let him go back out there. <laughs> oh man, you gotta, you gotta, you just laugh sometimes. Baseball fights are always interesting uh, only... because it's 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 worse than than NBA fights because NBA fights are kind of just like posturing. It, it, yeah. They don't really fight. Right. There's a lot Every of Every once in a while you'll get uh, uh, baseball players that that actually throw hands. You know, not like the obviously not like the hockey guys cuz they throw no. hands constantly. Yeah. But right. the the baseball guys, you know, every once in a while you'll get them and they get real. And this was one of them and the guy was... hit him with a lucky right falling backwards and it just clocked him and he he was out on his feet. Jason and I think Robbie Medina and I were at a Yankee game <laughs> Oh boy. When uh when the guy, the big guy for um, Baltimore, the relief pitcher, Bean Tino Martinez. And this was when Daryl Strawberry played for the Yankees. And oh, Strawberry boy. came charging out of the mound. And it, it, it just, it, it, it like, it was, it was a melee. I was at a Reds and um, a Cubs game in Cincinnati. And uh, there was a big fight. Man, you just starting all these fights. Yeah, the, the pitcher hit the other pitcher who was batting. And next thing you know, yeah, that's frowned upon. All hell broke loose. But um, yeah, I've been to quite a few baseball fights. That's best, best baseball fight was when uh, Pedro Martinez put Zimmer down to the ground. That's when A Rod got slapped, right? Yes, yeah. like that was him. that was that's like my favorite. Yeah. And then uh, Nolan Ryan is number two. Uh, by the way, it sounds like it's pouring rain out right now. You guys get more rain than we are here. We get more rain than Seattle. Although we get it in bunches. Like, it'll rain. Like, the other day, <laughs> it it almost poured two, two inches of rain in a little under an hour. Yeah. They've already moved the steeplechase races this week. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, that was a given, kind of. I mean, you knew that, that the one Wednesday was definitely getting moved. Yeah, that one was never going to happen. Yeah. But if I were handicapping um, the cards this week, I would not be prepared to see any turf to maybe the weekend. I don't know, maybe the Hall of Fame on Friday, but it sure doesn't feel like it right now. Uh, I guess the boys over at Fazic Tipton are all getting a little wet. Getting a little saucy. The mayor and company. Spider. Be, 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 uh, be, no, Spider won't even know. But uh, I got to text the mayor back. He texted me. Yeah, the mayor, uh, he's 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 doing the the mayor and the boys doing the valet. Gonna have to be running through the, the puddles. Oof, brutal. 
Getting the old big Rolls Royces and the Ferraris. <laughs> but, um, so, I mean, it kind of took um, a back step, a back. What's the word I'm looking for? Backseat. A backseat, yeah. Uh, the Whitney was. It's almost like par for the course that this was going to happen, that we couldn't have, like, Cody's wish run a huge race and, and and at least try to make people feel a little bit better about it, you know? You had to kind of do what, what what often happens with one-turn horses. Regroup! <laughs> now, you know, I still believe they did the right thing. by They did. Me. They did. I, the only I, other spot at Saratoga that, that really fit the horse is the race on Travers Day and the forego that he won last year. Right. But he's got to run to get the stable to lead power. And it's, I mean, who would put it this way? If you took Cody's wish out of the, out of the Whitney and you ran those five and it re- went like it went, you know, every living person will be like, Poof, you know, Cody's wish. Cody wish would have won race. that race. Yeah. Oh, man, run I mean, it was worth the try. It's, it, it definitely was. It was I, worth the try. I mean, I, I was saying way back when I had doubts about Cody's wish going two turns. Um, and he kind of squashed that a little bit when he beat Cyberknife in the Breeders' Cup. I wasn't still sold. But these horses that he ran against the other day, at his best distance, they couldn't they couldn't handle. No, they actually blew past them like they were standing still. Right. So it, the equalizer was the the extra furlong. And I don't even think it was the extra furlong. I, I think it's it's told. I think if that race was at Belmont, he it's win. a different story. I, I really think that it's the it's it's the turn. It's the fact that. The pace dynamics in these races are so different. They went so slow. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say is that he he really didn't get a, a a chance to to go because they weren't really going that fast up front, and that's what kept White Barrio in the race, a horse who just before yesterday or before Saturday didn't really pass anybody. He didn't really pass anybody on Saturday either. Um. He kind of ran the same race he ran in the Florida Derby, honestly. It, it was almost a carbon copy, except he, he kind of pulled away from everybody. Um, but they, you know, I, I'm sure everybody in that race other than White Barrio would want to run it again. <laughs> I mean, if you think about the field, you had a bunch of one-turn horses. And you had an Oak Lawn fetish horse. And you had... Uh, Dale Roman's horse, who's really like a grade three horse. Right. I mean, that that that's the field. And White Barrio took advantage of having tactical speed that Cody's Wish does not have. And he sat a perfect trip. Yep. I mean, if, if all you have to do is... And, and I kind of kicked myself after the race a little bit, because I'm thinking to myself, like, this race figured the setup like it just did, right? Dale Roman's horse was going to the lead. He was going to go to the lead because there's no other possible chance he could. He didn't have much of a chance anyways. But the only way he's going to have any chance of winning the race is to get to the lead, 
back it off and, and hope that everybody staggers home. Right. So, you know, he's going to the lead. The only other horse that had really tactical, that really had any tactical speed was stupid. Uh, charge was, it was white barrio, but charges really doesn't even have that much tactical speed. I mean, he had tactical speed last race because nobody else had speed. Nobody else race. had. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he beat a bunch of grade three horses. He beat the horse from, from Florida. That's yeah. Um, Miracolo, right? No, no. Um, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the one that Harmio rides for. Um, I mean, just a horse, but. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, man. Afterwards, like he figured to sit that trip. I just yeah, he didn't know did. if he could get a mile and an eighth against real horses. That was that was the only reason that got me off of off of White Barrios. Yeah, in the past, he really hasn't shown. You know the ability to to kind of finish races off like he did. White Rennie, yeah, Rennie, Rennie's living yeah, try, up. Uh, honestly, and and like, not to discount the win, it's a Grade One win. Yeah, he got a big number, but but he got a big number under perfect circumstances, and yeah, he's definitely- everybody else stunk. Yep, Cody's wish was was not good. Cody's wish was was not even he, he wasn't his normal. He son. wasn't even traveling that well down the backside. Nope, he just wasn't really. It just, it just wasn't. It may, and listen, horses wasn't fired. He's fired every time for a long, long, long time. So, I mean, the fact that he doesn't fire that that happens. Um, I mean, like you said, Charger, he had no excuse. Uh, the other with the the Chad Brown horse, he's Zandon. He, yeah. he ran a little better, but he still still does the same thing. Yeah, he, he wants up be... and and stops and finishes right. second or third. Right, half of his. 2.0. He's good, right? He's 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 he is. Yeah, he actually is. He actually is. Um, I don't think it shed any light on on the older horse division. No, it didn't. It didn't clear anything up at all. <laughs> not, like, a, not a single thing. And and I stand by this statement. I said it on Twitter today. I believe the three year olds will run one, two, three in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Yeah, because think... they're they're a pretty good three year olds and they're not great. I mean, this is not a great crop, but there's a lot of good ones. And there's somebody, a couple of them are gonna step up. Um and there's quite a few of them that actually do want the mile and a quarter. And I think most of the the better horses as the, the older horses, which are not good horses as a group, like historically. Um, most of them, I don't think really do want a mile and a quarter. I think most of the better older horses, I even like smile, um, happy. He's, he's really, he's on a mile and a quarter horse. No, definitely not. Even, you know, even the days he actually like, you know, I mean, goes goes in and out of the gate without, but yeah, that's not his forte. He's not, he's not really a classic. He's a miler. No. And, and and none of those horses are really very good. Our collectors just, I mean, they're just horses. So, so, I mean, you got, you know, West willpower, another one that's, well, he's out, he's gone, he's gone, but he was okay at best. No, he was an okay horse and he was really a mile and an eighth horse, mile 16th horse. So, I mean, there just isn't anybody. I don't think any of those West Coast horses are any good. I don't think any of them are any good. They got beat by senior Buscador, man. <laughs> and and I thought senior Buscador was really oh, oh, more of a, a mile or one-turn horse, too. 
but the opportunity exists for um, the three-year-olds to really step up. I, I can't recall a year where the three-year-olds as a whole are as strong as they are this year Yeah, uh, for the classic itself because, um, you know, between the distance and the, just the complete lack of quality. Oh, the authentic year was kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. He he was the best horse, but there was still some some decent old Tom's that Tot was in there. Uh, yeah, the but horse he's that a ran in fraudulent. California that, that won all the races. Um, but this year is really bad. I mean, like defunded, right? People are oh, defunded is not. Oh, he's garbage. He's never <laughs> he's broke a, a zero. He's the D team in thoroughbred. On thoroughbred, he's never broke a zero. Yeah, he's that is he's fraudulent. Fast for that type of horse. All right, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Would you give Cody's wish another shot? No, going that long. No, sir. No. Okay. I would not. See, I I was thinking the other way, saying yes because the you know, just looking at everything, you know, hindsight, um, didn't run well. He 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 wasn't his normal self. A. And the race, shape, dynamics, pace scenario, what have you, really wasn't optimal. I'd give him another shot. I, I wouldn't because, A, you have, you're going to run two turns at Santa Anita in mm-hmm. a mile, right? Yeah. But what do you have to do to get him to that, that race? That's his race now. He's clearly going to run on that race. Do you take a chance that he, he throws in another clunker going a mile and an eighth? And and what makes you think that there's going to be a, a better pace scenario? Because people won't run rabbits. And which to me is mind boggling. Makes me, makes me, drives me nuts. I, I, it hasn't. Godolphin has sense. like 7,000 horses. Really? You can't get one that go there's out there be and just one force the issue every time? Yeah, that, that you could put and just say, hey, listen, he's going for the lead and this is the way it goes. And, I mean, Frankel's supposedly the greatest horse in Europe seen in decades. He he had a pacemaker. He he had a horse that was that would go in the races and right. I'm sure there was pace. So Make sure if, you if get he, what if he need. needed one, if he could use one. Right. No, but I, I don't see a race that really fits. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, There's nothing I mean, coming up. I mean, unless he, I don't know what races would. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. I, I really don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, um, I would. I would think they're probably gonna try to train up to the Breeders' Cup. Unfortunately, unless they, they might, or they might run in the. Uh, what is the race that was held early in the meet that? Got changed from the turf race to the dirt race. The uh, the forbidden apple. Forbidden is, apple is now what the um. Oh, shit. I don't know, but they used to run it. The, the race didn't they the, used to run it at Belmont? The race right? is called the Forty Nine er now. Yes, that one. And it's a mile around one turn at Belmont Park, which will be at Backwinook actually. Um, so. I, I mean, maybe that would be the race they would they would use to prep him in the mile. That wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, if they use any race at all. I mean, he might just run him in there. Who knows? Uh, Who knows? But um, 
I don't know that like it's it's real interesting that that group that division especially now I mean we're kind of you know once we hit September we're really like winding down into into Breeders Cup time yeah you're right you run out of preps for horses to right there's work. there's not much left between now and then unless you want to run at Keeneland and some people would be adverse to doing that because they just don't run that close anymore <laughs> no you know what I mean they'd have to run first week in October no, but you might see it this year because these horses, it's like nobody is going to ruin their, 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 their karma for the race because nobody's any good. <laughs> you know, no one's going to blow it. Everybody's just trying to, to get, to get in. I, I would hope that it would be a big field. I hope anybody with a horse that's halfway decent is going to say, well, there's no flight lines in life is good to worry about this year, you know? That's what I'm saying. I mean, everybody should be scrambling to try to get in this race. That's how I feel because it's like, all right, now you got Cody's wish. You have a, you know, there's a, you know, he's got a, a, he's got some blemishes now. It's going that far and he's probably not going to go in the classic. No, I never thought he was going in the classic anyways. I mean, my, well, if he would have won, he would have. Right? I don't think that so. would have been the plan, unless he had like totally dominated. I, I just don't. A mile and a quarter is, is a yes. Yeah, I mean, Mott was he, was hesitant to run him in a mile and an eighth for a long time. Yeah, he was. So now all of a sudden he's a mile and a quarter horse. I mean, it just seemed like that was going to be far fetched. Uh, <laughs> unless he, like you said, unless he just dominated the Wood Whitney and he won by ten and. They say, well, we gotta sh- take a shot now. But I mean, look look at the Pacific Classic, right? That's the biggest um, race left on the West Coast before yeah. uh, the- who's going to be in that race? And 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 go rocket, go rocket ride, ride, ride and, is, uh, is the headliner. Skinner. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like the three year olds are dominating. Are going to be you know the ones this fall, and we called this last November. <laughs> Remember yeah, saying, because all the remember, other horses retired. Everybody's yeah. gone. We, we kept saying, like, who's left? Who's left? Nobody. Who's nobody left. You know, I mean, and we kept thinking somebody was going to jump up and, and, and kind of take control and, and, and just turn into, like, like uh, uh, what's that horse? Not authentic. Um, who was the horse? He was horse of the year a couple years ago, and he was just a horse until he was five, and then he went, like, four or five in a row out, out west, and he won the Breeders' Cup. Oh, was it audible? No, um, it was it accelerate. No, accelerate was might have been accelerate. I hate people keeping naming these horses too close together because with my Alzheimer's, I, I get them all confused. <laughs> like a, there's a claim. No, um, accelerate is the one that keeps coming to my mind because he oh. got good really fast and then he was gone. Um, but there's so many like that. Look accelerate, at, look at, yeah, accelerate. It was accelerate, wasn't right. it? Yeah, accelerate. But accelerate didn't do anything. No, he, until he, he was five. He got, right, he got really good in a in a short period of time, and then yeah. poof, he was gone. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I mean, and even like Vino Rosso. Yeah, he didn't really do anything until later on. We talk about maybe the most forgettable Breeders' Cup Classic. Um, yeah, it was was the 
the 2019 um, classic, which just was, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to recollect that one either. Because <laughs> I didn't have Vino Rosso, I can tell you that. No, I mean it was, you know, higher powered Yoshida. Didn't have him when he got put up at Belmont either. It was just, uh, you know, not what we would think of as like a Breeders' Cup Classic. It was a, it was a by default win. Remember he the race before that he got put up at Belmont. Yes, yes, in the Gold Cup. Yeah, I didn't have him that day either. Yeah, I thought he was washed at that point. I was like, this horse is no good. Yeah, and then he wins that one, and then he wins the classic, and then I was like, "Oh, he got lucky in the in in the Gold Cup, and they put him up, and then he wins." Well, he was third in the Whitney. Yeah, um, but no, he he was just again just a horse. But I mean, this year, like I, I don't even know who who could fill that void. Like, there's nobody. That's why I think that it might be really strange. Like the classic might be a really weird race where something bizarre happens, like a huge long shot. CZ Rocket. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. They 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 need they need to send him on his way. Find a home for him. Yeah, he's he's washed. He is washed. Stonewashed jeans. He's done. He's done enough. Yeah, he's done enough. He's done more than enough to be honest. You know, this is kind of off the topic, but and and I'm sure Sid is gonna like lecture me again about this, but I don't understand what in the world people. I, I don't understand the attraction of the the sire Constitution. <laughs> I don't get it. How is he a hundred ten thousand dollars stallion? Other than inexplicably, he he sells his babies sell really well. Like, where is the the results? He's got two stake winners this year, greatest stake winners. One is Web Slinger, who's a gelding, who runs in, in, in three-year-old <laughs> turf races. And the other is a Canadian horse who, who won on the poly track or the, the, the pedo track, or whatever the hell kind of synthetic track to have. That's it. That's so bizarre. He had four last year. And, and the best one, and, and two or three of them were at a mile and a half or further on the dirt. Hmm. Riding with Biden and uh, uh, the horse who won the San Juan Capistrano. I don't get it. I don't understand this horse. <laughs> like, I never see maiden races and, and people like, oh, yeah. It's oh, a bunch constitution. of constitutions yeah, in this race. Right? They're usually X's. Like, you just, uh, oh, constitution. <laughs> they're not, oh, they're not running mile and a half two year old maiden races on the dirt. I don't know, man. This is strange. To me, it's just, I don't know. I'm just perplexed. I've been perplexed about that horse for a while. And his stud fee kept going up. And I understand. Like, we've we've spoke about this. And Sid will lecture me for sure. That (laughs) a lot of the, and and it's it's lecture with love. I mean, Sid's our guy. But stud fees are more related to auction prices than there are racetrack performance even though when horses have 
stylists have, have, have racetrack performances that are are big or outstanding and win a lot of great stakes, then the stud fee goes up. But um, it's it's more of a, a function of, of auction prices, and, and his his progeny sold really well last year. But uh, I just don't see the results. It's not like I mean, tis the law was his first crop. Tis the law, hell, he's gonna have runners soon. Right, his his are coming. <laughs> I mean, by far, his two biggest American, um, his best runners are America or Tis the Law and American Revolution, who I think were foals of 2017, 2018. You know, we're starting to look at foals of 2021 now. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been a dry stretch, but I don't know. Sometimes there's these weird things that that uh, get get in my head, and, and that that's one of them. Yeah, especially if his fee doesn't go down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, I mean, Sheree bought one tonight, three hundred fifty thousand. Hmm. I mean, almost all of his success are, are with horses that race in Chile. He's done great there. Yeah, I mean he's he's getting horses that sell for three hundred fifty thousand. Put it this way: I, it, here's his best runners in the U.S. Tis the law. Okay, good. Uh, best year was uh, twenty twenty. American Revolution, good. Best year was twenty twenty one. Um, <laughs> Web Slinger, who's who's a pretty good turf horse this year. He's durable. Um. And he's a gelding, so he'll be around. Uh, Independence Hall, who was who was not bad, law professor, who whose trainer has gone ridiculously ice cold, like ludicrously ice cold, like 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 North Pole ice, <laughs> ice cold. Mister Atris has got. I was going to say he's two wins Atris, right? since uh, Aqueduct in New York. Uh, thank you, Steve Paris, for the stat. Um, law professor, I just said him. Laura's Light, who is okay. And uh, a horse named Treason, who I don't really have much, don't really even recall. So that's it. That's it? That's it. That's it. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. And we the people. That's weird. Well, we the people. Right. Who had like one good race. Had like a one race peak. Yep. <laughs> Peter Pan. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, Constitution's dam is named Baffled. And I remain baffled by the love for Constitution. I mean, I know that there's constitutional scholars out there. Well, there's a plenty of them out there right now. There's a lot of them on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter or X or whatever you want to call that thing X. now. X gonna give it to you. It yeah. They they sure do. 
you know, there's one, there's one thing too that um, that really bothers me, and I, and I wrote about it, I think what two weeks ago, about the vet scratches. Like we should know which vet scratches are vet scratches and which vet scratches are regulation vet scratches because there's a difference. There's a big difference in those two. You know, people are all crying about the um, the third race on Saturday with the, the horse pulled up. Well, in the 20 claiming race, well, two horses pulled up out of the race. Not one, two. And, you know, uh, they're going to retire um, the Rudy Rodriguez horse out of the race. And Dave Grenning interviewed him and. He said that the horse, you know, had bad arthritis and they just figured, well, you know, let's uh, just find him a home instead of continuing to try to you know, rehab him and, and bring him back. And, you know, people like went freaked out because it, he's running a horse with arthritis. Oh, listen, they all have arthritis. How many people listen to this have some sort of arthritis? <clears throat> When your knees hurt like that in the morning or when it rains, that's arthritis. Like a six-year-old horse, he's got 30 lifetime starts. Like, like this is the thing. This, this is when, when people tell the truth, they get they get criticized for it. Oh, the horse should have been, should have been on the racetrack. Yeah. Talk to the highs of people. They're the ones that have 18 vets that monitor all these things and examine these horses two or three times before they race, including behind the gate. Oh, he shouldn't be racing a horse with arthritis. Yeah, well, then cancel thistle downs forever. I was going to say, like, you know, like 90% of the horses have, have problems, issues of some sort. Am I wrong? Everybody has problems. Every athlete has problems. Everybody, every, yeah. everyone that runs for a living has problems. So, you know, I, I just don't understand. There's no 100% sound racehorses ever. <clears throat> there you go. That's that's what I was trying to get at. Because people have this notion that, you know, horses aren't, aren't injured a lot. Or have minor injuries or nagging injuries or... You know, just some sort of ailment that needs to be attended to. A lot of times they don't even need to be attended to. It's just like anything else. Time. Yeah. You know what? You, you roll out of bed and, and you slept the wrong. Well, horses sleep on, on, on dirt. <laughs> Do you think it, it, it's possible that they might, you know, cramp up a little bit? You think it's possible that, that they're... Um, the horses, especially the ones that don't have perfect conformation, that they get make it a little inflammation in, in one of their joints. They have a lot of joints. It doesn't need to be a significant amount of, of, of inflammation where it would it would trigger a, a, a reaction where you would have the vet come and look at it. It can be a tiny, slight amount. I mean, it's just like, this is the reality of the situation. Either understand it or don't but oh my god he's running horse arthritis what do you think these eight-year-old horses you see run on mondays and tuesdays wednesdays you really don't understand that those horses have have um 
of arthritis? I mean, arthritis is common. It's not uncommon. Horses get these things called these calcium buildups called oscillates. And they're not in the in it in their their own self um, a health hazard, but they build up around the joints, and it sometimes ref, uh, restricts you know full range of motion, or the their ligaments rub up against them a little bit and get sore. Go to the paddock, look at horses at literally any track any of the older claiming horses, you're going to see horses with big ankles. A lot of that's oscillates. So it's, it's arthritis. I mean, it just is. So, so like, everybody wants transparency, but then they all freak out when you tell them. Right, you tell them the truth and they, they don't know how to handle it. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, you had arthritis? Yeah, you had arthritis. You didn't have a broken leg. He didn't say, "Oh, he had a he had a bad foot abscess." He, he had arthritis, and they said, "They said, you know what? Let's do the right thing." So when you do the right thing, oh, I'm mad because I bet on him. Well, I, we all bet on horses like that. No kidding. That's part of the claiming game. It's always been. There's never been more oversight than now. There's never been less lame horses running than now. There's never been. Um, more voided claims than now. You can't just jam a horse in to get him claimed because if there's something wrong with him, they'll void it. You see it every single day. You see these. I go through the charts. Voided claims every single day. Every day there's claiming races. Every day there's voided claims. And they're not all lameness voided claims. The horse bleeds, they'll void it. Sometimes they said they're avoiding claims for horses that aren't even really sore. And there's two <laughs> vets that, that make it. It's not a one vet thing. It's a two vet thing. So it's not as though you're just saying, well, let's patch them up and drop them in and, and dump them and someone else will claim them and then we'll wash your hands of them. If the horse comes back with anything wrong, they're going to avoid the claim. So you're going to be stuck with them. I mean, that's a great rule. It's not really... I mean, it could use some... Like tweaks. No, not even tweaks. Uh, I I hate to say it, but we could use better people making these judgments. (laughs) (laughs) You mean like the vets? Yeah. Like sometimes our vets are more like Angel Hernandez than, than... You know baseball umpire Angel Hernandez? Oh, man, he misses a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all know it, and it's from top down, and, and you're putting vets in. And I feel bad for someone because they're just not qualified. Um, but they have no one else. But um, that's I don't even want to get into that. But the thing is this. is It's a good rule. I recall shitty people doing shitty things, like patching a horse up to get it through the race. And it wasn't even to get it through the race. It was to get it out the starting gate. Because once most states, the rule was, once the horse left the gate, the ownership changed. And it didn't matter if the horse raced the entire race, if the horse pulled up, if the horse ran 10 feet, the horse went out over the outside rail, if the horse dropped dead, the new owner 
was stuck holding the bag. And voided claiming rules avoid 99% of that kind of stuff. I was told when I worked with Joe Orsino, when we were on the board of the HVPA in Florida, uh, PJ Campo came to us. He was in charge at Gulfstream and said, we, let's get together and, and, and come up with avoided claiming rules so we can avoid these people dumping horses. And we came up with something and, and it, it wasn't exactly like what they're using now. Um, but it was something. And about uh, maybe six weeks, eight weeks into its implementation, a vet stopped me on the backside. Uh, and said to me out of the blue, he said, what you guys did with avoiding claiming rule is the, is probably the best thing that I've seen in terms of horse health and safety since I've been doing this. And this was a vet that, that had been working for quite a long time. He goes to me, Chuck, the number of trainers that have called me up to try to, quote unquote, get a horse through a race has gone to almost zero. And he goes, the only change is is that rule. They know that they can't just dump horses anymore. And it's it's a success. And the industry's done a shitty job of um of really relaying that. That there is safe and, and that's why you see 30 claims in for horses these days, because people looking to claim horses have that added layer of security. And it's not foolproof. But um, it's there, and it does prevent uh, horses who absolutely shouldn't be in a race from not being in a race. You know, but sometimes things happen during the race. I mean, it doesn't mean that they had it planned out. It doesn't mean all oh, that they right. they, put, yeah. they they wave some magic wand over the horse's leg and said, "Okay, make sure you can make three, six furlongs, and then it'll come apart." I mean. You know, things sometimes horses do get hurt during the races. So, sometimes the um, the rhetoric just gets to be too much, man. Yeah, that's that's well put. It's it's raining even harder now. Well, at least it's on Monday. Yeah, it's almost Tuesday. Uh. We're dangerously close to Tuesday. Other stakes this weekend. Besides the Whitney. Um, The turf stake on... What was the lesson from... uh... From the uh, the Saratoga Derby, speed, lone speed is always dangerous. Yes, always. Web Slinger, speaking of Constitution, he would have got DQ'd even if he won. Yeah, he was swerving. It was funny. He interfered with the Chad Brown horse like three different times. Still, still couldn't lost. get by him. <laughs> trouble. That horse is a trouble magnet, man. Usually, it's it's something else happening to him, not him causing it, but. But uh, I'll be honest, I, I watched that race, but I, I can hardly even tell you anything about it. 
I was in such a fog at that point. Then I watched the Hamiltonian. One of, one of the rare races. My dad said to me, he goes, did you watch Hamiltonian? I'm like, I <laughs> yeah. And he said, uh, he went right to the rail and never moved and he won the race. I said, yeah, can you imagine? He did. He, he went from post. He literally just glued he, he himself took, took to the back. Rail. He glued himself to the rail and everything. It just opened up. The Red Sea parted. Up the rail he came and Voila, Hamiltonian the, in the his money lap. man, Scott Zaron. Yeah, that he was a pretty good horse. He kind of got like he was like super early in the year and then was not quite as good, but I mean still a pretty good horse. He was to me he was a contender, except he drew post ten. I said, Right, what, that's what that's kind of ship can he get from out there? Little do we now know. Now we know. <laughs> I thought Up Your Dale ran good, too. Yeah. yeah. That horse kind of overachieves. <clears throat> I um, I made a big bet on Bond. <sighs> you know, okay, man. Stone hands. <sighs> if he puts a real driver on that filly, she wins. She wins easy. I don't know. Someone's trying to argue with me. Listen, you're not understanding, man. Like, a real driver's three lengths better than him. At all call. He just, he's, he's a handicap. He got her lost in the first turn, and he's fourth over, and and she's still almost won. (laughs) In spite of driver. That's what they should start putting. And he's better than he was, but he's still not—he's still not good. And he has a bunch of really good horses too. I did bet Alley Wag Hanover and took the three to one. That was a—that was a. I take it. I take it. Yeah, we did ABR this week. I saw. We kind of took over. You did. Uh, we had Nikki Smokes from Barstool. Dolphins. Dolphins, man. Yeah, we uh, he's friends with our guy Gavin. G Unit, so <laughs> put him on, put him on the ABR, liven things up over there. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> grabbed a, a random girl who's having her thirtieth birthday party. Brought her, put her on air. Figure well, you know her only connection to racing is that she's from Saratoga, so. That was that was enough. So they got her to ramble on a little bit. Um, Saw some uh, Game of Silks winners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maggie Wolfendale's got a got a good horse in Game of Silks. Yeah, I know. How'd that happen? I don't know. The Game of Silks race of the week is actually on Wednesday. Race number five. Okay, the uh, the auction mate. Those are good races. Like they they races, pick good ones. Yeah, those are good races, um, because you don't get the these all the touted, you know, swift hitter gorillas, uh, two million dollar gorillas that were that everybody like knows going to be four. two to five. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, they have like a uh, you know a flashing light on their back when they walk in the paddock. 
No, they're they're, uh, they're actually. It, it was a good idea. It was a really. It was. We don't have a whole lot of innovation on on the racing office side these days, but and and I mean, granted, with guys running horses less than they ever did, and fewer horses available, and fewer trainers. There's it, it does limit you, but but those are really good races. They're competitive races, um, and. They're always interesting. I mean, this one they got two, Chad Brown's got two in there, two first timers in the race on Wednesday. Um, Makers got one that finished third in the same class. Who's adding blinkers and has a bullet workout sense. Hmm. Riding riding a mammoth guy <laughs> Isaac Castillo's riding. Oh boy, ride horse on a dark day down there. Uh, Wayne Catalano ships in from from Ellis with a horse who's got good form. Uh, McPeak uh, ships a horse from Ellis who, who just got beat a nose in the same class down there. Um, there's a couple first timers in there too that, that, you know, have, have pretty good works and they're interesting races. Um, I mean, they get kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit, but they're always full fields. Um, I think Sacco won a race uh, with a mom that shipper earlier in the meet that looked pretty good, uh, one 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 off nicely, but I like them. I mean, I think that they're uh, they're a good addition to the cards, and uh, I mean, everybody kind of likes two year old racing at this time of the year, uh, but uh, you know, it's not like I said, not it's not usually dominated by the the same old same old. So, um, so that uh, we got that going on. Yeah, so uh, G Unit cashing uh, pick five tickets. Yeah, yeah, the boys hit the early pick five yesterday. Saw that. That was that was pretty cool. Come up with a twenty eight dollar winner. That was that was the first time he ever played a pick five, and it was his birthday too. Actually, it was his birthday Saturday. We Perfect. went out the we went out the prime last night. Oh yeah, any good? Yeah, it was solid. It was pretty good. My my ninety dollars steak was wasn't bad. <laughs> oh shit, burgers. Yeah. <laughs> Though uh, a, a little shrimp stole my mine. <sighs> my leftovers left me with the small <laughs> the small bag of leftovers. But what are you gonna do? Mm. Saw some of the people in there from uh, Spendthrift. We're in there doing a a pre-sale party. Dang. But, um, yeah, it was all right. People guessed, like two or three people said, oh, the food's not that great there, but I don't know. Seemed pretty what good. are they comparing it to? That's, that's what I would ask. The apps were a little disappointing, I got to say. It's no tropical acres. No, the apps were a little disappointed, but the the steaks were good. I mean, oh man, you know they were they were good. The wagyu. Um, I don't know. It was good. <laughs> it's like it was good. I don't know. <laughs> I ate it. I need I need three others. It so. cost it it cost somebody else ninety one bucks for me to eat it. So, hey. But, um, 
They were eating pretty good up here lately. Mama Mia's, of course. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. If you go to Mama Mia's and you don't see at least one or two drunk racetrack people, like trainers. Trainers. You've 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 just uh, gone on an off day. I know one that definitely will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every time. That's regular. It's like Norm from Cheers. Yeah, right on the corner, right there. Yeah. No doubt. Oh, I went to an old people concert the other day unwittingly. What? Yeah. What? What, fish? No. Shit, whales or not. Grateful Dead? No, whales or not. <laughs> huh? It's a long story. <laughs> Wayne and Joey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, went to this little dive bar right outside of town. Try to get something to eat the other night. And uh, me and my little friend walked in, and there wasn't a person under 75 in the place. <laughs> and it was packed, too, which was kind of the first <laughs> the, the first reaction. Because we didn't want to go in town. We didn't, we didn't want to go in town and get dressed up and park and all that shit. So it's like, yeah, we'll go to this place. So it's a, it's a, it's a local place. The, people don't know about it, right? So it's jam-packed. And we walk in, and it's like everybody's old, like old, old, like Boca Raton, like, <laughs> like. And they, uh, there's a big sign, you know, appearing tonight. Wayne and Joey. So there's this dude named Wayne, who's got to be close to eighty, and he's got a white sports jacket on. Oh yeah, yeah. And we don't even know who Joey is. So we sit down and get a couple drinks and order some food, and they start playing, and Wayne starts. Start singing the Bobby Vinton. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. And we're looking. Where's Joey? Where's He's like Joey. Yeah. So it comes out. Turns out Joey's his wife. Joey's a chick, and she looks like she's about eighty-two, and she's got like sequins <laughs> on. And then she's actually she was better than him. So you're in the movie Goodfellas. So then you're telling me all the people, the old people, start like dancing. What? Yeah, and and they're playing all these songs from the. You 60s. didn't get this on tape. I sent you that little snippet. I know, yeah, but this is this. I is... felt a little self conscious taking tape with these people. You know, like it's like picking on your grandma. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> so yesterday at um, the, the 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 person I went with said to me. Are we going back Wednesday? (laughs) (laughs) That's the new spot, huh? And and, and now I almost feel committed. Like, we have to go just to see. Just to see if it happens again. Yeah, like Like, deja vu. You know, it wasn't a a mirage. Dozier's is the name of the place. It's, it's, um, uh, it's. If you leave the park by SPAC and you go straight across Geyser Road and you go down maybe uh, three, four miles, it's, it's by where the mayor lives. Oh. Um, and the food's great. I mean, for the price especially. And um, a girl I went to high school with Kate, she owns it. But um, You're hooked up, man. You know everybody. 
it was uh yeah i i, I mean it's kind of like this this weird attraction maybe we need to go back and see again if if like maybe we become like groupies of wayne and joey that's what i'm saying i see now i need to see wayne and joey well i'll make this promise if if it happens that we wind up going back and wayne and joey are in concert again I promise to take more video, and I'll, I'll yeah, post this is just, I'll post a, just a lay of the land, so we can see what's yeah. going on in there. Yeah, yeah, that's the Saratoga you don't hear about. See, this is the real. The, I've done a. I've the done a underbelly dis- of Saratoga. I've done a disgracefully bad job on 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 my updated twenty five places to go. Clearly, because I've only got about nine of them done. <laughs> the meet's gonna be over and. Uh, Mike Barry is pissed off, I'm sure. I'm sorry, Mike. He was looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Mike told me, Mike Barry, he's an owner, big owner. He's had a horse forever. He, uh, he, he, uh, he said last year he went through the whole list almost. Went to all Damn. the places we put down. He couldn't wait for this week. I, oh, I might have so to he liked him. the list. I might, I might have to give Mike a private list. I was gonna say you might have to give him the the, the insider tour. I haven't had time. I haven't had time to do it, man. I've been busy, busy, busy. Yeah, that's true. So, well, you gotta get somebody to name a sandwich after the mayor again. <laughs> I don't know. The mayor's retired now. Oh yeah, the Almost. mayor's bachelor he's not party. not retired yet. He's got a few the mayor's months. bachelor party is officially off. Off. It's been canceled. Who no canceled it? No. Party on Traverse Day. That's it. You canceled it? He canceled it. You canceled it. No, he canceled it. Why did he cancel it? He canceled it with no party. Oh, he got in trouble. No. No, 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 no party. He can't pull it off. I mean, he works too much, too. That's the other damn problem. That guy's got nine jobs. Yeah. Went the Jamaican route. He did. Ten jobs, man. Well, maybe when you're here, we'll get to have yeah. a, a little, like you said, you know, it's Travers Night, whatever. So we'll maybe that, that works out better. We'll have a little get together. Jeez. I mean, honestly, we could have a party. He didn't want, he didn't want somebody to end up with a, a brownie Sunday in the face. A brownie Sunday to the face again? <laughs> Hell, we aren't even drinking. No. Not he was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, from like two days prior. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it didn't stop. No, it was a waste of a perfectly good brownie Sunday. Thanks, Rod. That shit was good, man. Thanks, Rod. Thanks. If you weren't there, what day? That was on Pegasus Day, right? Yes, it was the day it poured out. Yeah, yeah, it the was day uh, City of Light Pegasus. year. Yeah, we wound up at Brew's Room. In uh, Coconut Creek, and uh, and Rodney uh, dumped a perfectly good hot fudge sundae on on somebody's head because she was annoying him. <laughs> uh, and that what was was it also on Pegasus night that Roberto Filberto Leone slept on the patio floor? That is correct. 
Yeah, Pegasus's man, things happen, and then that's oh. the, the that's also the time the mayor sold my shirt. Your shirt? That was the shirt yeah. night. I yeah. loaned my shirt to the guy, and he sells it for a hundred bucks. Which was oh, was that good. Florida Derby? I don't know if that was Florida Derby. I or... think it was Florida Derby. That Pe- was. He used to come for the Pegasus. All the time. Yeah. Now this last one, the shirt one was Florida Derby because I have a picture of him in the shirt. Yeah, before he sold it. Yeah, before. He... Before he pawned it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Nothing so crazy has happened this year at Saratoga, but there is Travers Day. And oh, it holds weird. promise. It does hold promise. A lot of weird stuff's happened already, so. I tell you, one of the great things about Saratoga, even though it's been, like, kind of a messed up meet, is that you see so many people, like, I've seen so many people and met so many people that um, <clears throat> it's it, you, you just don't get that in, in racing anymore. Um, outside of like like Derby, but Derby weekend is like crazy because it's, it's fast. Such, it's so big. I mean, it's it's such a Churchill has compartmentalized the Derby so much where you can't go into different spaces and places so you're kind of stuck where you're at you know oh it's like how they do the the pegasus the year yeah the covid year where it's like we couldn't right, where everything was cordoned off you Locked couldn't in. go here you had the, the wristband over here but now i've seen a million people um people I haven't seen in a long time somebody i, I saw somebody the other day they said <laughs> Where are you training at? So you didn't realize I haven't won a race in three years. Like you think I'm just <laughs> in a real slump? You haven't seen an entry. You're like, oh, I'm training nowhere, man. No more training. Like I like getting up at nine a.m. Training is for the birds. See, I, I saw. Oh, shout out to John Kale. Shout out, former, uh, former big time referee who may or may not have teed me up when I was in college. Main, may how many not. times? Because that's the the question. Yeah, but I saw him on uh, on Sunday, and he said he's a listener. So, all right, that's what's up. Want to give him a shout out? Gotta shout out referees. My dad was a referee. That's right. Your dad was a, was was a referee. My dad was referee when uh, we were doing uh, fifth and sixth grade basketball. He actually got uh, he got uh, the the man of the year award. Nice. When I was in fifth grade, for being the the referee for the games that were you know fifth grade games are generally chaos. Oh man. Understatement. He's very upset with the, the the status of starters right now. He's very upset with uh, with that. He said he didn't like to start one of the races today at uh, Presque Isle. He's really on the Naira guy. He's been very critical of him. Um, Monmouth, he said there was a problem to start the other day. So 
If you're a starter at any random track around the country, my dad is watching you. He's handicapping the starters. He is, he is watching you, yes. He's not impressed with the work of the starters. He said that to me today. What the hell is the matter with the starters these days? <laughs> That's an odd question. Because <laughs> every time, every day I see, like, horses held in the gate and, you know, like, just unusually bad starts. And, like, what's going on? I said, uh, I don't really know. But he's convinced that there's something going on. But um, but that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. That is about it. So we're gonna have to reschedule. Reschedule. The very experience. Oh man. I didn't know that. It's just a thing on Travers Day. Come on, Mayor. Maybe that's why he just texted me. Yeah. It could be. You might just be bored. <laughs> that that might be it too. Oh, you know who's gonna be upset? Ernie Muir. Oh, I, I saw Ernie yesterday. They they had a nice shot of him in the paddock on yeah. uh, on their broadcast. Yeah, Ernie's gonna be upset. That you're not. You're oh not, man, you're not gonna get another sandwich over at the harness track. Yeah. Well. I don't really have anything else to rant on. No, I think we covered it. Did you get a winner set or Sunday? I did, but it didn't. It didn't go in the thing. <laughs> this video I sent you at eight or nine. Oh, I wanted it's Sunday. Oh. I know what I want to say. Well, hey, we we would have given you the winner, but uh, Chuck uh, didn't put the video on. Um, um, Jimmy Jerkins got his first win. Yes, uh, I saw that. That was that was pretty cool. To see over that. over in Saudi Arabia with Wigberto Ramos, Wigster. I thought the, I thought he quit. To be honest with you, I thought he retired. But I saw it when he when they had uh, Saudi Cup Day. He was he rode a couple, and I was like, hey, that's where he is. Yep, and he's yeah. been over there for years and years and years. Yeah, he's been there for a while. Yeah, um, I saw Jimmy in his white pants. He's wearing white pants. That made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did I say? White, white, uh, white pants are. Uh... That's what you wear in the in, in the sun or something. It's, it's not as hot. The black is hotter in the sun. Yeah, definitely. It, it reflects the light. Black absorbs it. Dark colors. Uh, I saw Jessica. Jessica Paquette. Oh, yeah. She's she wearing the chucks. She made it up to the spa. Who else? I, saw, I saw so many different people. Obviously, I saw... The bishop... I saw the bishop. He's he graced us with his presence. Um, 
the ABR people, obviously, we saw uh, Dan, Dan the man, and uh, Ren the Renster. I met I met Matt Carruthers for the first time. Oh, Matt was up there too. Yeah, I saw Matt. Matt Matt actually was uh, was all over uh, on the winner of the Whitney. Nice. He, he had that one. He he said we we actually watched the race from the paddock. Um, and, and, uh, on my way out and he was like, man, I don't want to celebrate. Yeah. You shouldn't celebrate too much, man. People are feeling bad. And I don't think it's, it's, it might be a, against the Saratoga law to, to brood against Cody's wish. But <laughs> I told him, I said, you know what? I want to, I want to thank you because on TVG you always said nice things about me when I was a trainer. So Thank you. And he goes, well, you did a good job. Of her. So, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, uh, to, uh, to say thank you. Yeah, good dude, man. I, I talked to him and Ren quite a bit. Uh, they're nice. They're nice. Tampa, Tampa this year. And I'm sure oh, there's 80 people that I'm forgetting, but uh, 80. Yeah, I mean, man, it's it's crazy. Oh, I saw Billy Badgett. That was the thing I was going to say the other day. Oh, really? Before. Yeah, man, I saw Billy Badgett on Friday in the paddock. I, matter of fact, I saw him in the paddock for the race that was canceled. Yeah. He just come up for the weekend, I guess, and I'm thinking, man, of all the people that have to witness what happened on Saturday, that oh, guy man, that sucks. He can he can relate to it uh, yeah, better than anyone time. in a in a in kind of a horrible freaking way, you know? Like, yes. I mean, we all are horrified by things like that, but and I tried to express that in the piece I wrote on Sunday in that as a trainer there's this massive misconception of of like what trainers know and what trainers don't know and um, they way 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 too much credit for like knowing all these things (laughs) I don't care what they say on TV that's all bullshit they're lies (laughs) that's not true they're guests man (laughs) This is a guessing game. And one of the worst <laughs> things is when a horse gets hurt is that you, you replay in your mind and you try to think, what did I miss? How did I miss this? How, what what happened? Did this horse take a, a, a misstep at some point that I just didn't regard as a big thing? Did Was there fill in that ankle or the other ankle? or, or Because sometimes a horse will, will injure the opposite limb of what's bothering them because they're just getting off of it, you know? So you're, you're saying to yourself, did I miss something here? Was there something there? Did the rider not say, did I not, you know, see something? It's, it's, it's maddening because there's so many things like people have this, this odd perception that things are just easy. Or like horses never take bad steps, or never um, step on a rock, or never stumble a little bit, or or, or things like that. I mean, look at what Forte. Remember he he stumbled. Oh a yeah. Bit, right. I'm it's like, man, 
horses do that a lot. Especially like a big clumsy footed horse, like it's like a turf horse galloping on the dirt, especially if it's deep, they'll do that a lot. And it doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong with them. I mean, there's there's lots of times a horse will come in and have a, a an ankle that's got fill in it, but it doesn't mean he's dead lame or he's got a broken leg. It might mean he's got a little skin abrasion. It might mean that the the bandage slipped down that night and and made it a little uncomfortable. There's there's a lot of things that could be, and there's no wands that you can like run over them that that. It's not like you bring your car in and they hook it up to the computer and it, it spits out, oh, this is an issue, that's an issue. We don't have those things. And some of these safe stride and, and, and these advancements are great. Um, and hopefully they become the norm. But uh, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of horses in training. And, and I don't know how many of those, how much of, of, of that equipment is even available. But as a trainer, like even if in just a regular race, before they load in the gate, you're thinking to yourself, man, did I school this horse in the gate enough? Did I do it too much? Should I work the horse another time? Should I work them slower? Should I work them faster? Should I did this? Should I maybe put a different jockey? I mean, you're constantly, constantly going through this list of things that you might have done, the series of decisions that you have to make on a daily basis in between races, in between works, in between so many different things. Um, and there's no right or so, there's no really, really wrong. It's just sometimes what's right one day is wrong the next day. And that that's the, kind of the art of it. And that's lost with super trainers because they just train all the horses the same. And they just sift for gold. That's exactly what they do. They just sift for gold. They have their program. They train them. The good ones go up the ladder. The bad ones never get up the ladder. And that's how they're forced to train because they have so many that they don't have the individual. Uh, and, and listen, once a horse gets to be like a really good horse and the trainer's paying attention to that one all the time, then they make tweaks, little things. It's, and it's, I'm like, I'm not, and that's not a criticism of trainers. These guys are great trainers. I mean, they would be good horsemen with it, with any type of horses. But when they have these giant um, you know, barns, that they can't individualize it because, you know, you literally can't see every horse. You can't watch every horse. You can't micromanage every single thing because there's just too many, especially when they have barns all over the place. Um, but and I was fortunate. I didn't really have very many horses have those kind of injuries. More at a couple in training. Um, you know, one one I had a horse that got hurt and it broke a back leg. And um, you know, they did a. They didn't do a formal autopsy, but they um you know cut the leg open and they found that the horse had had some sort of tumor in inside it's a bone tumor and and this was probably going to happen no matter what it, i remember the vet said this, this would have happened if the horse was in a field 
that the tumor was, was essentially making the bone brittle and you know, with the weight and the torque that eventually this horse's leg was going to break no matter what. Um, which doesn't make you really feel good, but I mean, still you're like shit, but right. at least you say, well, I didn't miss anything, you know, because that's, that's always the, the thought process is that you miss something and you didn't see something. And sometimes things, you think you see and, and and they're not even there. And then uh, it's just, it's so far from an exact science and it's so far from what people think it is. That, um, it's just, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to describe, but, uh, but yeah, I, I saw Billy. And I was thinking, man, of all the people, like he knows, like he really knows. Yeah, man, that was rough. So, so, anyways, <clears throat> that's really well, it. Yeah, that's it. You know, we'll get on the spaces on Wednesday and then uh, see what's up for the rest of the week. Yeah, we got a. We'll have our, our our weekly spaces. It's back to being on Wednesday at noon. Uh, we'll take a look at the fifth, and we'll probably probably pick out another race to look at as well. Um, stake that day. What's the stake on uh, Wednesday? Is it New York Reds? I think it's New York Reds. Yes, yeah. I believe so. So we'll take we'll check that out, and uh, if anyone ever has any questions. You know, or, or, I mean, a lot of people do give feedback, but, um, if you really wanted to, uh, had a question and you're on Twitter, come on to spaces on Wednesday and, and just request and, uh, tell Ben or Gavin to, to have a question, um, about anything, you know, or even if you just want to have a little, uh, a little interaction. But um, I do appreciate all the nice things that people wrote about uh, about the thing I wrote Sunday, and I, I, I really do appreciate it. And I just wish that it could have been about a uh, a little um, a little more positive topic. But but mm-hmm. that's how it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll. Uh, I guess we'll see you next. Next week. Next week. All right. See you.